0: Okay, good morning. Today's class is going to be in the schut of Levun Shema Yerachim of Sion Benema, and also Bezret Hashem of Rabbi Daniel Bensara, Rab Shalom Ben Yavne, and Bezret success in Yerachimim of Lishav Rabbaka, the El Melishav, Shevrole Sheva, Emelisha, Basha, and Raful Shalema of Khanabat Adel. Bezret Hashem also May 4th and May 3rd and May 4th, LA, Beverly Hills, and God willing, I believe May 19th, we're looking at. Um, new York Manhattan, so we are going to be rather sort of should be on the road. All right today I hope everybody had an amazing Purim. I, I had an, one of the greatest perms I've ever had in my life uh, It was an unbelievable unbelievable light and God willing it gave us a lot of newness I felt like a tremendous amount of brand new energy a reborn energy and Now that we're aware of our potential now we got to get to work, right? And one thing is the awareness of potential that's basically Purim God gives you the strength to now deal with what you gotta deal with. It's not like you're coming out of Purim and just say, okay, the exit strategy, I won the game. No, now I know I can win. You know, one thing is knowing you can win. That's the key. And when I take a beautiful chidush, beautiful concept, and, I, and this lesson came to me, this book is from uh, the, Sh- Re- the Rabbi Shabbos Table by Yossi Katz. It talks about a beautiful concept in, in partial meaning, not related to this, but very connected, just the fact that we're still in Adar, and really, really, um, what are we supposed to be doing? So, Rav says that it's very, very important that if you push away darkness, more darkness is gonna come. It's a very, very famous concept. When you push away darkness, you're just inviting darker and darker darkness. That so we spoke about many times that the escape from pain is what's causing more pain. One thing is dealing with it, escape from pain. So, Rav says there's many ways. Sometimes we could just, you know, not pay attention to it and just do silliness. Shh. just do silliness, or there's another, the greatest form of, of really is elevation, is take the pain and elevate it through meaning, etc. We're going to talk about how this concept applies really to marriage, and why people don't want to get married. Think about it. We know that, Rabbi Nachman tells us in Lesson 10 the 2nd Habakkuk, that a person's parnasa comes to him on, on account of his malchus. What does malchus mean? His ability to be a provider, his responsibility. Ramachman tells us that when you start taking, when, just like when you go in the chuppah, what are you doing? You're signing a contract that you are now taking kingship and responsibility for something. I'm so happy we always get distracted. So, no matter where I could be, I could be in the middle of the forest, I could be in the middle of a the, the zoo. Somehow we always, Baruch Hashem, get distracted. It's great. I'm very happy. Let me just breathe, go back to the... Okay. Back again. <laughs> so, your ability, when you sign up, shh. When you take a responsibility, you're able to now draw machus. What machus is, allows you to now be a receiver for parnasa. Remember, I need a vessel in order to be able to receive her. When I don't take responsibility, I cannot draw machus. Period. It's a very important concept. So the fact that I want to get married, the fact that I want to grow and I'm taking responsibility, that itself is the beginning of vessel building. Why? Because you're saying to God, I'm taking responsibility for my wife, my kids. That's what you're doing. That's exactly what the chuppah is about. It's not just a ceremony where you break the glass. You're actually making a deal that you are now taking responsibility. It's taking responsibility in it's form. Just think of any time you take responsibility in your life is think about be- vessel building. Avoiding responsibility, basically think of destroying vessels. Pretty, mu- pretty much. Because remember, light can only come to where there's a vessel. So where he takes his concept here is what says, tells us, that he famously taught that there's a great misfit to be happy. Curiously, the Rebbe explained that sometimes it's not enough just to act in a joyful matter and let sorrow and anxiety melt on their own. Sometimes one must force and transform the pain from sorrow into joy and happiness. So here he's talking about a transformation. You're forced to go into the same situation and find meaning in that situation. The reason for this is that the elements of pain and sorrow that refuse to become a platform of holiness... When we have a good time, we act joyfully, these elements. For example, you could have a good time, you could be worried about something, next thing you know, you have a good time, the next thing you know, the thing's going to pop up right back at you. It's a very, very common. How do we get to the point where we really, 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 becomes that That becomes part of our growth? That's really what the key is, is this. A great example of this is permanently living in spiritual bliss, the story of Nadav and Abihu, which is Aaron's two sons. They did not want to get married. They were kohanim, the mishkan. We know that they died because they brought in an improper offering, but there was a lot of cabalistic reasons behind this. They chose not to marry because the thought of dealing with the mundane aspects of married life did not appeal to them. They preferred to live a life of worry free, spiritual existence. I don't have to call, I don't have to deal with this, I don't have to listen, I don't have to, to go help with the kids. Let me, just, let me just be holy on my own, and I'm good. I'm going to be left alone. But their match when they met, their match when they were unable to perform the exe- the essential part of the avoda, which was bringing the katorit. So the katorit concept of the katorit I spoke about one time is bringing the negativity into the positivity. That's a katorit. It's all oneness. Remember elevating something. The katorit was a mixture of the eleven spices that was offered up to Hashem. It had two distinct features. One of them, it was the con- there, there was the helbana itself. It smelled terrible. It smelled terrible. And the second offering the Kator was the single's greatest way to lift up the sparks from the earth. So remember two things. Being able to deal with problems is the helbana. Huh? The second, going down and from my place and helping somebody else. They didn't want to be bothered. So we you know marriage is all about empathy, feeling them, validation, going down into another person's pain and being there to listen. It's not just I'm winning and you're losing. No, we all have to win together. So that means I have to sometimes leave my my chair to go help you out. So that you could see here, it's not I could do what you. you all of a sudden, you're doing this. You're learning, etc. Come, help me change the, the, the baby's diaper. That's marriage, being able to not just, not just about you. So you could see the, the key to marriage is obviously not being being selfless, not selfish. You understand? criticizing, but the bottom line is we know already that women in general are are drawn to the the malchahs, they're drawn down so they have more potential for negativity than men in general we have more potential for negativity so you can see here that they did not want to go down to this, so the same thing when I'm dealing with a situation in my life trauma, etc, I don't want to deal with it I'd rather not have any problems but at the end of the day, the highest light in life is when you turn darkness into light but So if I avoid the darkness, I can never really get light out of it. So I can, you understand? you're pretty much in a situation in life where you, many people say, I don't want to, get, I don't want to deal with this again. You, you can't do that. <laughs> it's not an option. I don't want to deal with this again. I don't want to deal, I don't want to deal with this. I just want to be left alone. I just want, it's not an option in Judaism. It is an option, but it's going to lead you to misery, loneliness, and no purpose. So you see people, oh, I'm having fun, I'm single, oh, look, and we're not taking responsibility. Yes, it looks good. Just like a person jumping off a building, how are you doing? So far so good, and it crashes. So it looks good, but what you post and what reality is, is different. The loneliness comes to you, and the failure is to take responsibility. So you could see this, this is something, it's not an option as a guy to go say, I have to go. Not only that, but you have to go look for it. You have to go search for the second half of you. Like your like your life is on the line. It's not something where, oh, this girl's a problematic. Not, no, I have to go. That's part of the marriage. It's going down to the going down to her level and elevating her. And many of us, we don't want to be left, we just wanna be left alone. We don't want to deal with headaches. We don't but it's not, it's not an option. It's not an option. Because this is this is exactly Sorry again. Sorry. Somehow there's a moving. Com- I know I'm on the phone. Somehow there's always a moving. Com- there's always something in my middle of my classes. Okay, let's start. So the the concept is going down into the into the the person, and that's exactly what he's saying here. Nadav and Ever they never got married because they wanted their special existence. But they were, all of a sudden when they the released the order of the Helbanah, when they got hit with something, they couldn't deal with it. The fact that I'm, I'm resilient in my life, something hits me in my life, I could deal with it. And this is exactly what marriage teaches you. It teaches you really, it's not about you. It's not just about you. You have to be, your ability to receive from heaven is your ability to be a giver below. To the extent that I'm able to, to have Shalom Bayit, and I'm able to have it, and go down into her level, and, 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 get, and, and take me, it doesn't mean you have to be, it's all about her also. But you have to—you have to understand that part of marriage is definitely being able. This is why we always hear concept: you're not present in the relationship. Again, you don't hear my pain. You are not validating my pain. This is the same concept of the kator and helping You have to go down, just like somebody. In order for us, to, we all did chuva. We all did somehow. We all did chuva because somebody else went down and elevated us. I don't think anybody woke up as a you know spiritually awakened. We were all in a very, very dark place in our lives, one way or another, and somebody got down to your level, and went down to your shirt, and took t- his shirt off his back to go help you out. And otherwise, you would never be, even in business. How many times have we, have we gotten help from people in business that they've helped us? They took their shirt off their back, they came down to your level, and they helped you. This is exactly what you have to do. You take your shirt off your back, and you have to help other people, and specifically, this is exactly what the concept of your wife. So when you say, "I don't want to help other people; I just want to be left alone," that's that you don't draw the malchus. You're not drawing from the kingship from above, and you're basically trying to be. You want. You're telling God, "I want a life of no problems." Okay, no problem. You're gonna have no problem, but the problems now are gonna be in your head. The problems will be your desires. The problems will be your your constant desire for this. So people say, "Look, he's happy. He's happy." No. <laughs> Looks happy, but inside his head, if you want to take a, the, the MRI of the head, you can see it looks like the uh, Miami Zoo in there. So, basically, there's no escape from growth here in life. And this is why, our sages just say that a man is, is empty. Without a, without a wife, he's really dead. And just, to see, just when you're dating and you see flaws in another person, you see situations in another person. That it's not just an invitation to, to move into an exit sign. You have to look at this at marriage as an opportunity for growth, as an opportunity for humility, as an opportunity for yourself in order. And this gives us a lot of meaning, because now I could take a situation as a, a you could have a difficult marriage, or you could have situations in your marriage, you look at it as an opportunity for your creator to be able to give to you. Instead of becoming, oh, I have to do this, I have to do this. No, you're actually becoming humble, and you're actually making your wife happy. Happy wife, you're, now, the reason why is because God gave her the light that she, the Parnassus should come through her. I mean, what would we do if we had a customer that was holding our account? In, in, uh, you have to, you know, what do we do? We take the customer out, we, the wine and dine the customer, you, whatever you have to do, you have to make that customer happy because he's buying the merchandise. And the story. The same thing, we have to look at it as an opportunity for, if you look at it as an opportunity, not an obligation, like you said many times, then you'll see this. Because the ultimate time is not just to be happy. It's not just about being happy. It's taking the sorrow, the negativity, and transforming it into happiness. And this is a very big message. And This is why the katorit and the Halbenah. The Helbanah is about taking the lowly things and elevating. And the Helbanah is taking about something that smells bad and making it all as one. And this is exactly, they lack the tools to deal with the challenge. Pain and sorrow are an extension of death. And these emotions are experienced at these times. The sorrow of the helbina overcame Nadavana Vihu to the point of death. They couldn't take it. How can we force Hakkari uh, elevated in our lives? We do this by recognizing that by finding our good points. Just exactly, exactly, the opposite of resentment and the opposite of self hate is, is finding. Proper self-esteem. Yes, that is, that is not working in my life, but this is working in my life. You understand? And this is the whole self-esteem is about finding the good points in yourself. Because if you find the good points in yourself, such as transforming failures into learning experiences, that's a great way to elevate something. You take a situation that broke, you took a failure in your life, and you say, "Why? Well, I learned from this experience. Not, you don't look at it as, you know, one time in a, seven, eight years ago, I lost $4 million in a bad business deal completely reckless, it, I trusted these people, I, that, was, that lesson gave me the greatest lesson in my life, when I'm 25 years old, and took that kind of hit, at 25 years old, that was, beginning, it's, it was so much sorrow and pain, but then it was the greatest lesson, because I said to myself, I will never do a business unless I know absolutely everything about that business, and if it wasn't for that hit, if it wasn't for that hit, that was so hard, thank God I got hit, I thank Hashem every single day for that hit, but it taught me a greatest lesson. So you could take pain, and I elevated pain because that, that, that lesson, it had to be very expensive to, so you learn a lesson sometimes. That lesson gave me a tremendous amount of strength, and it gave me the ability to say, I'm never doing business unless I know everything about it, and I'm never gonna trust anybody unless I know, I know absolutely everything. And that became a tremendous, tremendous amount of support for me in the future. If I don't know it, I don't want to hear about it. And the story, period. And imagine how many other things. But that was ultimately pain and sorrow. I elevated that pain and sorrow. We all have that where we all say, oh, I could have that happened to me and, and I'm stuck here. That's not what's supposed to happen. You're not supposed to be in the history channel, you're supposed to be in the growth channel. The history channel is just to watch. You're not supposed to be in the history channel. That's the, that's the difference. And this is where we need a Muna, not, not live with God forbid as a victim. And this is exactly what Rav Nachman says, you have to find, good, like, how do you find good points? Oh my God, I just wasted all this money. I just put myself in such a position. What are, what are the, look at these years that it took me to make this, and I just wasted it just like that. That's, you could lose self-esteem so quick. I'm not good, I'm not worth No. Thank you for this lesson that you gave me. You gave me such a beautiful lesson. That's exactly finding the azamra, finding the good points. And this is exactly what you, we all have to do. We all have to, It's not enough just to go and look at the, at, Uh, avoid that sorrow. You have to really transform the pain. That's the key. If you transform the pain, it has no meaning. And when you change the meaning, you will change the feeling. But when it doesn't, it just becomes like there. And it's not, you're not doing anything with it without attaching meaning. Then of course, that is going to be the suffering. Rabbi Nachman tells us that in this prayer, in actually the prayer, what does he say? He's, he's telling us we have to actually pray for it. We actually, actually, What are the prayers he's saying here? We, he's telling us how much we have to pray for This prayer is from the Kuthits Felis. And he says, Strengthening and increasing joy. One of the prayers is, Master of the world, you are filled with compassion. You are filled with kindness. Please let sadness leave me. You have revealed to us in the, by the truth, that joy is the side of holiness and sadness and bitterness are the other side of death which you completely detest. There's one thing that your Creator cannot stand, is a person being sad and sorrow. He, he can't handle it. You can be broken a little bit, you can be lost, that's different, I can be lost in life with searching, it's okay, but when you, when you get that inner rage that I'm a victim, I'm, I, I, something happened to me, without taking that lesson, then you're not elevating that sorrow. You're just staying in the sorrow. That's why any Creator can't stand it, because it's, it's from the other side. We know, you know there's a side of Kedusha, and there's a side of the other side. For example, you go to a psychic. They're getting, giving you information from the other side. They're going to unclear places to get you predictions. Yes, they do have that ability to give you readings, but their readings are coming from cemeteries, dead people, tuma. It's not the holy side. You understand? There's drugs that can elevate you, but that elevation is not coming from a good side. That elevation is coming from a dark side. So there is a dark side in life that you have to be careful not to get into the dark side. And the dark side can, what happens is the dark side will give you a preview, but what's going to happen, then you get addicted to that. And you have to be very, very careful with that. The entire whole, this is why anything that's not simple, emuna, it's going to just lead you. There's always a bad. Dead end. At the end of the day, the road looks good. Look, it's doing great for me. The psychic's telling me this. I had a person dealing with psychic. Yeah, she's helping me. This, this, this. At the end of the day, here's a big dead end. What are you going to do now? You, you put your hand. You put your trust in a psychic. You put your tr- trust in the hand readers. And you need to take the hand and smack it in your face. That's what you need to do. What are you talking about? Are you, a, are you a tree? You can change your mazal tomorrow if you change your, your everything. We're not, a, we're not born with limitations. When you go to a psychic, you're born with limitations. This is who you are. You're done. You have no mazo, You're finished. What? This is like a doctor prescribing you with a specific thing and saying, this is who you are forever. Thank God today we know epigenetics, neuroplasticity. There's tremendous new fields in, in science that science is not limitations. That Beliefs can change. Everything can change. There's no limitations today. But we don't want to live in a limited mindset. and this is when you God forbid. it's going out. this is my mazal, I'm going to be destined to the. God forbid. God forbid. Well all, we, we are born beyond Mazal. We're above the mazal, above the everything. So he tells us here, we, we know this from the other side. You know how far I am from joy because I've damaged my and destroyed it with a great deal. Therefore I come to you to give me compassion and give me joy. You actually have to ask your creator of joy. It's not enough to try to have it. You have to actually have to pray for it. Imagine that. You have to actually pray for Hemunah. You have to pray for Dat. You have to pray for Joy. You have to pray for Hamunah. We're thinking, oh Joy, no. It's, <laughs> you have to pray for it. You have to pray for strength. Remember, the, the, the common problem in the, in the world is, very false, is, is the following. Common problem is Chochmah is the brain and the mind, and Bina is the heart. The heart is not used. The heart is very seldom used by very few people. When you start expressing everything emotionally, through desire, that's you're using your heart. But it's usually everybody's just using the mind, and that's why they're not, they're not getting things. The reason why I'm not comprehending anything in my life is because I'm not bringing that situation into my heart. That's pretty much. And when you're able to, this is exactly what prayer is doing for you. It brings everything back into your heart, into the Bina. The Bina is understanding, applying. Bina is the key. This is why Breast Lev. Ram Nachman always wanted you to have a soft heart. To always use the heart. You know, I have a few friends of mine. Unfortunately, their kids marry non-Jews. Kids marry non-Jews. And, you know, there was a common issue that all he was interested in is college, college, university. Yes, they're both attorneys. They both marry non-Jews. But all it was is intellectual. Intellectual. Forget Judy, spiritual. Ah, no. Just make sure you get into the school, into the school. What happens at the end of the day, all that effort for intellectual became what? There you go. So he got a big reality check, you know? At the end of the day, all he thought was intellectual, intellectual, intellectual with no spirituality. There you go. Now he's crying, obviously. But many times i told him, it's not just about that. It's not just about that. You have to have spirituality. You have to have a higher source. It's not just about going to Harvard or going to this. The ha- it's funny, the most popular course in Harvard is a class on happiness. <laughs> you could see that. Not a class on being rich. The most popular class by Tal Ben-Shahar. And it's a super booked all the time, by the way. It's on happiness. Can you imagine? You would think it would be opposite. I'm going to go to Harvard to find happiness. Clearly, clearly that's not happening there. You would say class on economics, class on riches, peak performance, it's on happiness. Because they've reached, they recognize at the end of the day, we're running, running, running for what? Just running from one thing to another. One dead end to another. God forbid, I'm not saying, I went to college, we're not saying that. But you have to have this combination of both. It can't just be intellectual, has to have, you have to apply the intellectual to the emotional component and to have an emotional component with your creator, there's nothing worse than having a marriage that's cold. I think that is the worst recipe in the world. I, you could, you know, a person could be attractive, rich, but cold. There's no there's no warmth in the marriage. What is that worth? Same thing. We don't want to have the relationship with our we creator; we're just intellectual. We want to have that emotional relationship with him, also. And this is exactly what Nadav and They were just they just didn't, they didn't want to leave me alone. I'm good. I don't want to deal with the pain. I don't want to deal with the headaches. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with the helping. I'm good. I want to become... That was not enough. That's why they died. They died because when they smelled the hellbana, they couldn't handle it. But if you're married, and you know what it is to go through struggle, and you know what it is to go through this, then you could smell the hellbana. Been there, done that. I know what it recognizes. I know how to try... I know what to deal with it. So this is why when you avoid pain, you avoid growth and you ha- and the guys have to today it's not enough just to say i want to be single and this is not for me that's not for me that's not for me you're basically saying you know you don't want to you don't want to struggle you don't want to go down from your level you just want to be comfortable and we don't come to our to marriages for with toothbrushes <laughs> we're you're not here just to bring a toothbrush to a, to a mar- to a relationship it's not what it's about <laughs> So Hashem help us, and through the struggle in the relationship, through the through the, that's where the parnasa usually comes afterwards. It comes through the result of the struggle, at the result of the humility, at the result of 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 the connecting connect, connecting to Hashem through it. That's where you per you person gets a shomashim. Help. help us all. When you're dating now, don't just look of what am I getting out of it. Don't look at what am I getting out of this situation. This is not a stimulus package. This is not a you know. PPP loan, this is not a... Whatever they're throwing out of you. What, not, what, not, what am I getting? This is also not a PPP application where you just apply and you don't have to pay it back. Also, it's not that. You can't treat it. It's completely different. It's somewhere where you... The, according to the struggle is the reward, but you get paid... Not from the government, you get paid in heaven. By you re, You're the receiver because you get the, you get the feminine light because you are a giver you get back the feminine light you get the bounce back of the light from her happiness she comes back to you easier said than done but remember to the extent of the resistance is the reward that you get but you can't just be alone and say it's not for me it's not for me that's not for me and that's basically you're saying i don't want to go to the i, I don't want to go to the uh, nba i'd rather stay in the cbe league in the, you know, the CBD league, development league, because I'm scoring 29 points a game, and I'm good. <laughs> you're not going to the NBA. You don't have a real struggle. You're not going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you can stay in the CBD de- de- with the development league, but you can't just stay there. You can't just stay in AAA. You got to move up to the majors. And that's what today, people are doing good in AAA, but nah, I don't want to go to the majors. Why should I struggle? I'm doing great. That's, that's not what you're here for, to do. Completely wrong. And that's happiness. Happiness is resilience. Happiness is the ability to handle struggle well and be able to grow. Not just putting yourself in a situation where you don't have to struggle and just how you want to be happy. That's not happiness. That's almost the bread of shame. Have a great oh. so day.